A disappointing outcome for the, well, one of the chairs of the Michigan Republican Party, Christina Caramo. She had gone to a Kent County judge hoping to get the lawsuit that attempts to oust her uh, kicked out of court. Um, She wasn't successful. That lawsuit will go forward. So what's next? And at what point do you say for the good of the party uh, you withdraw? We bring in Christina Karama herself to answer those and other questions. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on. So the judge rejected your motion to dismiss. The RNC mm-hmm. has recognized the other chair, Peter Hoekstra. Donald Trump was effusive in his praise of Pete Hoekstra the other night. Uh, where does this leave you? You know, ultimately, it's not up to either of those parties. The majority of the state central committee supports me and wants me to remain as chair. That's what makes this whole situation such a travesty is that, you know, with all due respect to President Trump, who we adore, but this is not his decision. Um, the RNC has zero jurisdiction. And as a matter of fact, uh, Ronna McDaniel and the general counsel of the RNC, Michael Watley, mm-hmm. are very dishonest because they told myself, our general counsel and executive director, the RNC does not get involved in these matters or disputes. And the majority of the state central committee gathered and voted that the in small group of individuals who gathered at this illegitimate meeting to claim they removed me, they voted that their actions were not proper right. and voted to reaffirm me. So it's kind of at this point, it's moot. So we need to be focused on moving forward and saving the country instead of this power grab because they're unhappy but- with because the powers that be are unhappy with the state central committee. In all honesty, Ms. Garamo, I mean, if you were to assemble those state committee people now, after Mr. Trump has endorsed Peter Hoekstra, the RNC has endorsed Peter Hoekstra, do you th- still think you would have the majority? Oh, absolutely. We just had a meeting on Saturday. <laughs> and how many? How many? And then how many of of the state committee members were there? How many voted for you? Well, we have uh, 53 of our actual voting members, and some people sent proxies. So that's still a majority because there are 40 who wanted me gone. So, again, we still continue Mm. to enjoy the support of the majority of the elected voting members. Um, And what's unfortunate about the RNC, I mean, our secretary, our treasurer, all send in affidavits regarding our our policy chairs and affidavits regarding these individual actions, how it violates bylaws. And they completely ignored us. Um, they completely ignored our, our officers, uh, completely ignored the committee. And our committee members are very angry because they have a right to representation. Our precinct delegates and our committee members have a right to select their chair, not the RNC. That's not their role. And nothing in the RNC rules gives them authority to do that. So this is a complete violation of the bottom-up structure of this party where, you know, the political oligarchy has decided they don't want the direction that the political, I mean, our state committee wants. They're just going to come and coordinate this coup and just override us and bully us into submission, and the committee is not going to put up with it. This is not about me. This is about the will of the committee and the will of the delegates. That's what should be honored. Christina, as this continues to go on, you know, how does this help uh, the candidates that are running that, you know, and the fundraising and and those types of things that, that go on? Well, it, it's harmful. That's why I've asked, uh, challenged uh, Mr. Hoekstra to stand before the committee at our March 2nd convention. There will be 2,000 delegates and let the delegates settle this dispute, even though, I mean, we have significant evidence of RNC coordination with these individuals in the effort to remove me. This is just all completely unethical. Uh, Mr. Hoekstra 
was using the Michigan Republican Party logo and sending out communication, and the money was actually going into a PAC, which is illegal. Uh, these people have just engaged in such egregious actions. But all that being said, um, I said he needs to be a mature adult. Uh, it is up to the delegates, not the RNC. Stand before the delegation March 2nd. Let them vote. If the, if the delegation votes, the 2,000 delegates who elected chair in the first place, if they vote that they want to move in a different direction with Mr. Hoekstra, I will honor that and step aside. But the same will work for him. If the delegation wants to vote that they want to continue with me as chair, then he needs to step aside. Because to your point, this cannot continue. It's harmful for the party, and it's an embarrassment to the party. Uh, it, it gives the impression that all we do is fight each other and we don't know how to govern. And I love my party. Therefore, the proper thing to do is to stand before the committee and to stand before the 2,000 delegates and let them settle this matter. Because if Mr. Hoekstra thinks he's going to run a split party or I continue on with the majority of the committee, there's still going to be a significant group of people who feel frustrated and disenfranchised and, and it's just not good. So this is why this is the only solution. I know that you're on Twitter. You just tweeted yesterday what you just said, that you would prefer the delegates to make this decision on March 2nd. So if you're on Twitter, then you've seen all the jokes that are being tweeted about this party right now. Why not in the in the good of the party go to Mr. Hookstra and say, let's work together. I'll step down or, or whatever, and let's just move forward. Why should? But here's my question. Why would the good of the party be me step down when the majority of the committee wants me to serve as chair? Again, this 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 is the 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 problem in this whole situation is that uh, there was a, a shift, obviously, in the Michigan Republican Party when I was elected on February 18th, and that's because the precinct delegates are tired of the status quo of the Republican Party. We love our principles, but the tactics that the party has used for years have not been working in recent years because of a failure to see how the world has changed. We don't change our principles, but we have to change our tactics. And that's what the committee, the, the delegates want, and that's what the committee wants. The committee is pleased with the tactics that I have. The co- committee, we all, I work, the committee and I work together. So it's not as though, you know, in the years past when I served on the state committee with the chair and the committee over here. No, we all work together, and the committee enjoys that. So the committee wants the direction that I'm going in. So um, it would be inappropriate for Mr. Hoekstra just to step in and take over a committee where he's not wanted. Um, it's not his decision. And it's the reason he won't call a meeting with the committee, because he knows the committee is completely up in arms about his antics, the majority at least. Well, he has already called a member of the a vote of the committee, and, and he felt that his meeting was within the bylaws. So does this basically now come down to a judge? And if the judge, do we know what the timeline is for the judge to make a decision on this? Did they, did they give you an indication in Kent County? Well, just a point of clarification, he, he didn't call the meeting. My former co-chair is the, the one who organized okay. it, just as a point of clarification for the audience. But um, there's there's a hearing today. Um, the judge will begin, begin hearing our arguments. To your point, as you mentioned in the introduction, the judge stated that um, he did not agree with our hype manis claim because he felt as though this wasn't a political question. This was a question of whether the bylaws had been followed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will begin hearing arguments from the plaintiffs. Uh, today and then from the defendants, which is us tomorrow. Do you think this will be rectified before the March 2nd uh, caucus meetings? I mean, I, I hope so. Um, but be that as it may, be that as it may, I still believe that it needs to be rectified on that day. And I, and I just believe because the court case is going to continue on because they're um, seeking injunctive relief. So this case is going to go on through the summer. 
So, and I don't think that that's good for the party. Therefore, the mm-hmm. best way to handle this is to let the delegates decide because that's what's causing the division um, more so than Mr. Hoekstra's and I's dispute is that the precinct delegates are very angry that the RNC felt that they had the right to step in and make a decision on who the mind got chair is. That's not their call. It's the delegates' call. And that's, that's ultimately the problem in our country from a bigger picture beyond the Michigan Republican Party or the RNC. The general consensus among the public is that their voice is being stifled, uh, that they have no choice in who actually makes decisions over their lives, that it's a top-down approach. And that's not what America is about. No, I, I, I appreciate that. that. And the mm-hmm. very the, the very grassroots movement in the party, and I can understand that you this the, your argument about bottom up does make sense. But then there's political reality, and the the mm-hmm. very strong grip that that former President Trump has on this party, and I do think that's changed the landscape. Uh, the facts will be addressed in court beginning today, and uh, we'll see what happens then. Christina Caramo, thank you so much for coming on and explaining yourself. Yes, thank you for having me. God bless me. You all have a wonderful day. You too as well. Thanks very much. Um, you know, facts are sovereign things, as they say, and, and they'll be weighing the facts about whether or not bylaws were followed um, here. But I got to tell you, she said that there are 117 state committee members. Mm-hmm. She said she had f- votes from 53. Well, that means she would have had this, some significant proxies to be able to declare that she had a majority. I'm a little dubious, given Mr. Trump's endorsements, whether that would shake out. If they held a vote today, whether it would be. And despite of the court, whatever the court rules, there's still going to be this kind of internal feud between, you know, parties and the Michigan GOP. How does that get? Well, my point was this has become a joke on social media. People are laughing at the party. Is there a way to just move forward without waiting for a judge, without just like work together? But apparently not. Well, in, you know, in uh, maybe less passionate times, someone would say, look, you know what, for the good yeah. of the party, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm stepping away. I see the, the forces that are laid against me. And when Donald Trump is against me, uh, I know I've lost. You know, when you when you lose Trump, you've kind of okay. you've kind of you yeah. kind of lost your uh, your currency. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see where that judge takes it. But I mean, that's just the county. It's going to go to an appeal. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, exactly. we'll, we'll see if, if, if they will accept the county's outcome. Uh, when we come back, Black Tech Saturdays. This is a movement to make sure that there's diversity within the tech sector. Uh, very important event coming up. We'll let you know about it coming up at 749.